0: Welcome to Spiritual Psychology. My name is Renee lavalle McKenna. I'm a therapist and healer in San Francisco. And today I want to talk about soul retrieval. And soul retrieval is a shamanic term for a type of work known in Western psychology as inner child work. It's some of the most powerful and healing work that I do and that I've ever experienced. And I want to share some of it with you today. So most of us are deeply affected by our unresolved emotional issues from childhood. The way our caregivers, teachers, parents, and peers related to us has a profound impact on how we treat ourselves and how we experience and interact with the world. We all develop an internal system to manage our social and emotional experience, and these management systems often reflect the type of care we received as children. This isn't meant to blame parents. They were children at one point, too. It's just a developmental fact. We internalize our experience, and if that experience was healthy, loving, and respectful, we have a healthy internal relationship with our own needs, desires, and feelings. In an optimal child-rearing situation, a child would have most of her needs met by loving parents who accept her for who she is and actively support her to be her authentic self. In this environment, the child will naturally internalize the parenting model experienced in their younger years. Then, as an adult, the type of successful caregiving received as a child becomes a helpful and even vital internal self-part, what I call a healthy self-parent. It's that inner voice that a lot of people experience as a really negative, hateful, terrible thing. (laughs) Not that your parents had to be terrible and hateful to you, but we all have our own lens and filter that we see the world through and that we experience ourselves through. Just like parents try to manage children, we all develop an internal system to manage ourselves. So if our caregiving was inadequate, as it usually is because everybody's human, then our internal ability to care for ourselves will be flawed and dysfunctional, and we all have flaws and dysfunctions. The good news is that life gives us opportunities over and over again to repattern our unresolved emotional processes. Intimate relationships, caring for aging parents, death of loved ones and having our own children all provide opportunities for our own wounds to be triggered and ultimately healed. And I believe that things come up so that we become aware of them. That's the purpose of pain. The purpose of pain is to let us know that something's wrong and needs attention. And inner child work or soul retrieval is the most direct way I know to shift these deep patterns that are at the root of so much of our suffering and turmoil. So how does soul retrieval work? Most people tend to think of themselves as a single cohesive unit or an integrated individual personality. Now, my experience as a therapist is that each human is much more like a committee or a group than they are a single entity. We're all made up of a vast array of life experience from all the phases of our life. And we also consist of many emotional, spiritual, social, and relational aspects that may be in contrast or even in conflict with each other. That's a lot of the root of inner conflict. So I call these different aspects of a person self-parts. And rather than seeing ourselves as having multiple personality disorder because we have differing self-parts, the work is to make peace with and integrate these different parts and our past experience into present time. And one of the powerful things about spiritual psychology is that the more concrete we make the various aspects of ourself, the more directly we can bring healing and love where it is needed most. And this is what my whole book, Allies and Demons, Working with Spirit for Power and Healing is about. We're going to do a soul retrieval process at the end of this podcast so you can experience this kind of integration for yourself. The work is to recognize and validate and integrate these different parts of ourselves in our past experience. And we find the more that we become whole and centered, our capacity for kindness and compassion and peace grows in our life. We can become less rigid, less fearful and controlling, and we'll grow in flexibility and be able to be more present in the present moment rather than always being motivated by our past experience. Most of us have had past experience that really drives our reactions in present time that we're either trying to avoid what happened before from happening again, or we want to ensure that our past experience repeats itself. That's called attachment and aversion in Buddhist philosophy. And Buddha said that attachment is the root of all suffering. And I think it's true, because it keeps us out of being able to respond with all of our being to what's happening in the present moment, and it keeps us caught in the cycle of, of re- still reacting to past experience and there's an old saying that I love if we do what we always did we're going to get what we always got And most most of us are looking for a new experience and that new experience is only co-created when we can act and respond in different ways rather than react in habituated unconscious ways that generally will make our life cycles repeat that's why we have repetitions of things in our life and usually those repetitions are things we don't want and soul retrieval is one of the ways to clear that. So when we can clear and heal our old emotional wounding, we'll find that there's room for new creativity to flow in, we'll have more courage, we'll have more access to our goals and dreams and things that seemed unreasonable or unapproachable actually start to become more realistic. Our relationships with others will deepen as we become more grounded and directed by our own authentic self. And we'll also become less affected and driven by the external forces that may not have our best interest at heart and more grounded in what's true for us. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples from my own experience of soul retrieval. We can use that term interchangeably within a child work. Although I think soul retrieval is more accurate in that it really opens up the energetic and spiritual reality that's connected with our emotional selves. I think it speaks more clearly to the depth and the breadth of healing that this work brings to all these different systems in our body-mind-spirit complex. So I used to have chronic anxiety, and I know a lot of people are suffering with anxiety right now. Fear has caused tremendous issues in my life, and most of my spiritual practice these days is spent in really trying to just be in the present moment and stay out of the future where my brain tells me terrible, scary things are going to happen. When I'm fully present in my life, in my moment right now, it's almost always a good moment. And as soon as I start to think about future moments that aren't going to be as good, then I start to get anxious about how much I'm not going to have the things I want or I'm going to lose the things that I'm attached to. And that fucks me all up. So... (laughs) i got to stay as present as possible because most of my fears are about the future. And the future is a fantasy. Life in the reality is only in this moment right now. So used to have a lot of anxiety. Why was I anxious? I'm anxious because it's Tuesday. I don't even know why I'm anxious. I'm just fucking anxious all the time. That's why I used a lot of drugs and alcohol. <laughs> Did all kinds of stuff to try to medicate this like existential fear that I had. So when I started to do deeper inner work, you know, our body's like a radio station. There's so much information that comes in and we can really gather tremendous information about ourselves with our body. Going into the anxiety in my body and asking, what is the part of me that's anxious? Everything's actually pretty good right now. Why am I a nervous wreck? It doesn't take much. These parts of ourself, for most people, are just right there. In fact, a lot of our behavior can be spent trying to keep them at bay and silence them. And really the work is to turn toward them and heal them. And it frees up so much energy when we do that. So when I turned toward my own anxiety, became curious about it, there was this screaming young child. For me, she was about two. She was in a crib. She was hanging onto the side of the crib and she was just screaming bloody murder and no one was coming. And no one came. You know, I was raised in a time of Dr. Spock when he let kids cry it out, and that might work for some kids. It was actually damaging for me. What it taught me was that I could have incredible needs, and they would not be met. That my deepest feelings would not be supported. And I internalized that, that no one was going to show up for me. Matter of fact, when I get triggered today, that still comes up. It's come up this last week in the whole COVID thing. Um, I got a little too isolated and my head started to go. So there's always more work to do. I (laughs) I came here with a lot of bags and I'm still unpacking. Anyway, so in spiritual psychology, in Allies and Demons work, all time is present time. And in the psyche, all time is present time. The gift and the curse of that is that There's always an opportunity to heal our emotional experience and the curse of that is that our emotional experience unhealed is often super present. So the work of soul retrieval is to just breathe into your body, get into a meditative state, and bring my best adult self back to that little girl and I sense or feel or imagine myself stepping into the scene with this girl in the crib. And making myself known to her. I tell her, this is terrible. She doesn't need to live here anymore. I'm here to love and care for her in the way she's always needed to pick her up and bring her into present time. That's the short version. Now, for me, it was more complicated because I had really actually gone to war against my own emotional self I didn't want to have feelings and I actually came to like reject and hate my emotional self and there was a lot of self-destructive behaviors. There was a lot of self-abuse and for me when I came on that little girl the first time she actually didn't trust me and the work was for me to develop a healthy emotional relationship with myself so that I could become my own healthy self parent and there was a loving exchange that was happening internally with me my own relationship with myself it's a very powerful spiritual principle that the micro reflects the macro that as within so without that my as my internal experience started to change from one of self-hatred and self-rejection to one of self-acceptance and compassion and love my actual life experience my interaction with the universe moved from one of fear and defensiveness to one of expecting much more to be supported and having a lot more serendipity and love in my life and experiencing that that from the outside as well. Happy to report that today I have an excellent loving relationship with that little girl. Now soul retrieval isn't always about connecting with parts of ourselves that are wounded. We have all kinds of parts of us that hold gifts and talents in our own authentic self, connection with nature and with God and our hopes and dreams. I call these aspects the golden child. So in my own therapy recently, I connected with an aspect of myself who's just fabulous. I love this little girl. And she's at the stage where she's starting to learn how to say no. There's also a whole woman culture going back millennia where women aren't supposed to say no and so I was culturated to not say no in fact learning to say no to people has been quite a process I still need to work on it sometimes anyway but this little girl knew how to say no (laughs) actually my whole relationship with no is probably why I'm kind of a fuck the rules person but anyway so the little girl (laughs) she's fighting with her mother about what she wants to wear like we go into the scene she's in the bedroom I grew up in and she's mad because she wants to wear something and, and my mother wants her to wear something different. So, so I go to this little girl and I tell her, you can wear whatever you want. We have this whole kind of guided meditation where I interact with the little girl. I tell her, you can wear anything you want. And she says, no clothes. She doesn't want to wear any clothes. No clothes. (laughs) Fine. Be naked. I don't give a shit. So, um, so I take my naked little girl And I bring her to my guides and teachers. I bring her to my own sacred place in nature, my spiritual place in nature, which is directly connected with the divine and universal life force. And she's awesome. She knows what she wants. She's creative. She's energetic. She's full of, um, as my grandmother would say, she's full of vin and vinegar. She's a spitfire. And I love this little girl. When I integrate these parts of myself, which is what the end of soul retrieval is, which is to actually integrate them into your body energetically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, I actually benefit from the life energy that has been kept at bay. And in the processes in my book, when we work with trauma and depression and anxiety, soul retrieval is always a part of that because what ends up happening in these different dysfunctional patterns is that we lose life energy. That's part of the reason people can't sleep well, their health goes down, they lack energy. It's a way to understand some of those presenting issues because we're actually cutting off vital parts of ourselves. And when we reintegrate them, we become more whole. Most of us are like an eight-cylinder engine that's only running on five cylinders. The car may be able to go, but it's not running very good. So we're going to do an introduction to a soul retrieval right now. So if you're multitasking, stop. This is short. The longer version of this is available through my website. If you drop down to inner journeys, and it's the inner journey on healing the child within. And this inner journey is also available in directed form for anxiety and depression and trauma. So those guided meditations are available free on my website even just connecting with these parts of ourself can be really transformative. Moving them from being unconscious factors into our consciousness is really healing and helpful and powerful. So take a minute, wherever you are, and just breathe into your body. Take one deep, long, slow in breath in and out. Maybe feel where your feet are, notice where your hands are. Just come really present. And I wonder if you can sense or feel or imagine yourself as a young child. Doesn't have to make any sense. But notice just what comes up. How old is that child? There's nothing right or wrong. They might be very young. They might be an infant, five, ten. They might be a teenager. That's the part of yourself that needs attention right now. See if you can notice if they have a scene or a setting. Where are they? What are they doing? How are they feeling? And I wonder if you can sense or feel or imagine that that part of yourself was present in the room with you right now. And where would they be in relation to you? Are they beside you, behind you? Are they hiding in the corner and the most important question is what's your relationship with that part of yourself how do you treat them and how do they feel about you this is a living relationship in a very powerful way to actively heal our own emotional system. Because we are responsible for ourselves and how we care for ourselves and our internal relationship with ourselves is central to all the choices and decisions we make. It drives our relationships. It can drive our work and our financial life. And the work is to grow in the ability to love and care for that part of ourself in the way they've always needed. Because when we don't do that, they're often driving the bus, whether we're aware of it or not. And you think about emotional outbursts or habits that we have or addictions and behavior that we don't understand that we don't like. It's almost always driven by a wounded part of the self that kind of goes rogue and does a carjacking. And we all want our best, mature, grounded, adult self in charge. But we have to earn that by being willing to care for all of the aspects of ourselves. This is an excellent way to work with anxiety or depression and ask the question, what do I really need right now? And when we can provide that, it changes everything. So again, if you want to do a deeper piece of work around this, go to my website, reneemckenna.com, drop down menu for inner journeys. So I still have some openings in my practice. I'm meeting with clients on phone, FaceTime, and Skype. Shoot me an email, info at if you'd like to set up a session. My workbook that accompanies my book that really deepens these practices is available on Amazon too. It's called the Allies and Demons Workbook. Be safe, stay well, blessings on your path until we meet again.